Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show, which included a friend of the show. It was good to chat to him in lockdown, Sanjeev Baskar, the fine actor. We had a chat with him, didn't we? Liverpool fan. We did, and another fan, another fan, another friend of the show we spoke to, Mike Parry. I enjoyed that. He's yeah. uh, he's always got something to say about lockdown, and uh, you'll hear his new effort this week. Uh, yeah. Steve Bruce, the murder mystery that continued, uh, that was good. Uh, a road trip that we did to Cardiff. I enjoyed that, and yeah. uh, I thought Mike Ward was on good form as well. At, uh, tonight's telly, which hopefully is still relevant from your point. Anyway, you've got an iPlayer, you've got Sky Plus or whatever, you can watch it back, you get the idea. Anyway, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. We should kick off by apologising for all the technical issues we had yesterday. Uh, once again, um, it, it means uh, uh, you have to turn it on and off again, as they say, in all good computer shops. And in doing that, um, it seems to write itself. But you can't do that while we're on air, which is why you got the excellent Mark Saggers and Steve McLaren between three and four yesterday um, yeah. with my sporting. I'm sure, life. they'll be on in a minute again. And not think <laughs> it's touch wood here. Just bang some wood for us. But uh, yeah, anyway, oh, um, thankfully they got everything sorted out for the drive boys at four. But we should be. Um, technical glitch free this afternoon we certainly hope yeah. we'll have more on that national news national league uh, news they have decided um that they will uh, they will kind of stop the season now what how they're going to act they've said the options concerning the sporting outcomes of the 1920 season remain under careful and timely consideration and further updates will be given in due course. So they've obviously not decided whether they null and void it, whether they finish it now, whether they come up with some equation to decide who finished where. But, um, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. We'll have a chat about that a little bit later on. Yes, but what does it mean for Torquay? That's the key as far as we're concerned on this show. <laughs> well, and let's be honest, <laughs> the way it was going for Torquay, a club we keep an eye on because of our producer, they probably weren't going down. They probably wouldn't. They <laughs> might have made the playoffs. They might have made. They know they're, just, they, they're fairly unaffected by all of this at the moment, aren't they? Really, they were consolidating they're, this year. That's very true. And uh, I start with this story. What a mad story this is. Football ref Bobby Madley mm. called Sir Alex Ferguson love when they first met. Have you seen this? Called him uh, love. Then. Love, the then rookie official, was preparing for his inaugural match at Old Trafford when he was preoccupied with how to address the Manchester United manager. Bobby said, I had to go to the dressing room to check the studs and jewellery. Okay. I walked up to the Manchester United dressing room and I expected someone, the guy with the water bottles, to answer. The manager answered, I didn't know what to say. I've never been starstruck before. What I should have said was, hello, Alex. But I went, hey up, love. (laughs) This <laughs> was a up love. I'm not surprised, really. <laughs> so there you go. It's an odd thing to say to the bloke with the drinks bottles, though, as well, isn't it? I mean, that's not the, that's not normally I the know. way in, is it? I mean, I don't know. It could be me. I, I, I wouldn't normally address. Uh, he was, if I saw he, somebody, he must have been quite somebody confronted me with a bunch of drinks bottles, I wouldn't go, "Hey up, love." But uh, <laughs> if you've had the wrong choice of words <laughs> in the wrong that. company, and you want to give yeah. us a Bobby Madley situation, as yeah. Glenn would call it. Talksport.com forward slash H and J text to eight ten eighty nine or tweet to T S H and J. Anything else you've noticed, Andy? Yes, a sun waste of ink today. Joe Richardson from Durham. He's got a point here. He wrote, does millionaireess Victoria Beckham realise that by furloughing the staff at the expense of the taxpayer, she's ended any slight hope David had of a knighthood? And I'm quite disappointed because I had a double with uh, Paddy Power with Captain Tom Moore. Yeah. I yeah. They, they were <laughs> well, shooing. Yeah. 
I think well, you're safe. half of your money would have been safe there, definitely. No problem at all. <laughs> it's true. It's such a brilliantly British thing to do. It was in the paper yesterday. I didn't have a chance to bring it to you. But uh, her dad and his daughter, Craig, May and Olivia, have basically made a balloon figure of Captain Tom Moore. I saw like that, sort of, yeah. You know, like a balloon... Yeah, like a balloon dog. Yeah, balloon folded. <laughs> brilliant. It's, but it's really good, isn't it? You, it looks like oh, it's, it's brilliant. the medals, balloon Absolutely medals brilliant. on on the breast pocket. It's, it's <laughs> sensational. No, it's good though. Well, there's been a lot of good stuff like that, which is really encouraging. Um, although there's there's a brilliant piece by um, Sathnam Sangera in the Times today. He he basically did a tour of of the city of London, but yeah. of course there's nobody around. So it's feeling like an extra in the film. Twenty eight days later, Sathnam Sangera savors the capital's hidden history on foot, and he ends it with this. And this is very true. This he says, I can't see the harm. You see fewer than people in seventy five minutes of walking through the empty streets of central London than you do in five minutes of its crowded parks. But I'm sure people will let me know if it's permitted, given lockdown has led to a boom in another great British pastime, telling strangers they're doing something wrong. Oh, yeah. That's true. We do love to do that, don't we? Oh, yeah. Get away. Get it. Get back five metres. Go on, see we me, see, whatever it is. We see, I think it's only two, Andy. I think five's pushing it. Two metres, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm very cautious. Um, yeah, I go five. certainly are. You're a very it's, powerful it's also, sneezer. I don't think five metres uh, from you when you true. get on your unexpected powerful sneezes is far enough, really. I'd say about five miles. <laughs> 20 metres, I reckon. I should yeah. actually test it out. That's a good, I'll test it out on Sue this afternoon when I <laughs> sneeze. See, yeah. see, see if I can reach her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's time to play the great tabloid game, Hotter Than. And, oh, yeah. uh, of course, uh, because it is, the weather's lovely. We're, lockdown Brits had to stay in while temperatures hit 70 uh, Fahrenheit. It was hotter than Ibiza. And uh, it started even better. Wales is hotter than Spain, apparently. <laughs> Really? We all agree. Is that the song? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. Now, Something like that. Anyway. Um, Mike Ashley's going to potentially be £300 million richer very soon if he sells the club. Yes. But um, mm. bad news for him yesterday. They had uh, a raid at Sports Direct um, Warehouse. And they say stock worth up to a million pounds was stolen. Well, it was a million pounds. Now, 250,000. That's it. That's how it works. That works for Mike. It was good. one million. Now, 250,000. So, from a insurance point of view, is it particularly? And finally, for me, according to new stats, mm. women's football is more exciting than men's. Uh, and the stats do sort of bear this out. Uh, figures show that Women's Super League have offered 3.1 goals, 26 shots with 38% on target, while Premier League matches have an average of 2.7 goals, 25 shots and 34.5% on target. But it clearly isn't, isn't it? So that's one of those cases. I mean, women's football is going well, but you couldn't argue that, could you, that it's more exciting than men's football? 08717 Take me on. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We've been checking in with some friends at the show. Uh, in lockdown and uh, joining us now is uh, actor Sanjeev Baskar. Good afternoon, Sanjeev. Hello, how are you? Yeah, we're, we're, not, we're yeah. not too bad. Um, <laughs> how about you? How, how have you found it so far? Do you know what? Not too bad. I mean, really lucky. I mean, the thing is, it's a real opportunity to count your blessings, isn't it? I mean, it's uh, luckily get on with the family. Uh, luckily, you know, the house is just about big enough for us to disappear into corners. Mm. So we're not in one room. And uh, we've got a small garden. So with the weather, that's quite nice just to be able to get out and get some vitamin D straight onto your skin. And, yeah. uh, and of course, there's loads of telly. Yeah, so that's you've been, true. Have you been going back through sort of old telly? Is there anything you've rediscovered or you've been getting into while you've been in lockdown? It's strange, isn't it? I mean, we've, we've certainly gone for comfort viewing. So, you know, old films like Galaxy Quest, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou, mm. Sunset Boulevard, and then there's, you know, there's you know, uh, Friday Night Dinners on at the moment. But then, you know, old programmes like Sherlock uh, are strangely um, reassuring. I must say, uh, Sanjeev, I did enjoy the retrospective last week and also the first episode of Goodness Gracious Me. You must have enjoyed watching it as well. Uh, what makes you think I watched it? Uh, <laughs> oh, come it, on. It, it, it's that strange thing. Uh, it's that weird thing. So the, the whole series uh, and all the specials we did are on iPlayer, and it's been lovely getting reactions to it. But I have to admit, there, you know, I still do watch bits of it and get annoyed at a line that was said <laughs> wrong. 
You know, it's 20 years, but it's still kind of, it's still there. We're going to go, no, say it quicker, say it quicker. <laughs> I think we all do that. We're, all, we're all pretty self-critical. I mean, you know, you listen back to an old show, we're probably the same. Why didn't I say this? Why didn't I say that? We even said to Motti the other day, when you watch games that you commentated on years ago, do you think, I had a great line there and I blew it, or why did I say that? I mean, you can, you, you can look at your old work and beat yourself up constantly, really, can't you? You can. I mean, it's also, you know, within this profession, they are there for eternity. Mm. Uh, you know, they, you go back and it's still there and you, you can rethink it and wish what, whatever you want. But uh, the evidence is there and you're stuck with it, really. But, uh, but you know, it's, it's lovely that, you know, people are still enjoying stuff. And I think, I mean, you know, it's difficult for me to be utterly uh, uh, objective about it. But I think a lot of the goodness gracious me sketches still hold, which is mm. which is interesting because on the one hand, I think, well, you know, society hasn't really moved on as much as one had hoped it would. Um, but on the other hand, you know, the, the, the jokes still land and the you know, timing's still not bad. And um, 20 yeah. years later, it doesn't feel like old material. The famous English restaurant sketch, you're absolutely right, it does still hold, and I suppose because people still go into Indian restaurants and behave in the way that crowd did. But I, I was saying to my wife, it, it, it's very impressive. I mean, this must have been very good for you as an actor, that you had, to, you had a challenge there. You played, you played anything from a teenager who loved hip-hop to sort of an old uncle. You, you really were stretched, I think. Well, that was part of the fun of the show, was to be able to kind of just play different characters. And I think that... It's it's a weird thing because sketch shows I think are cyclical, and you know they're they're sort of in fashion at one stage and then they go out of fashion. And at that time, you know, we came off of um, on the back of the real McCoy, uh, which was groundbreaking. The fast show was around at that point. French and Saunders were doing things, and so uh, you know, and over the last maybe kind of five or ten years, maybe that's tailed off. Maybe it's it's due for a comeback because you can certainly kind of get through. A lot of situations uh, in in a half hour, and um, you know, in a way, that's that's kind of trailed off. Maybe it's time for a comeback. Yeah, good stuff. Are you are you homeschooling as well, Sanjeev, at the moment? Well, we're lucky. We're uh, our younger one's fourteen. So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, it's it, I do feel for people who've got really little kids because you know, trying to entertain a five year old, mm. uh, you know, is tough for a weekend let alone for a month. I mean, you can just run out, of kind of, run out of, I don't know, animal noises or whatever it is that you do with kids these days. And, and the, you know, the temptation, of course, which was fine over a weekend, was to stick them in front of the telly. Mm. But, you know, now that can be sort of 12 hours a day. Yeah, that's very true. Should you have been doing um, Unforgotten uh, at the moment? Should you have been filming that? Yeah, we were, we were just over halfway through. Right. Uh, so uh, when we had to kind of down tools. But so I'm in a strange position in that I've arrested the person or persons what done it. Right. But I actually haven't met them yet. So <laughs> I've arrested them, but I haven't met them. Oh, OK. You see what I mean. So certainly no spoilers <laughs> from you because you don't, you don't know who it is. <laughs> well, uh, well, I know exactly who it is because yeah. I've, I've arrested the person or persons. Ah, okay. But I haven't actually in in we haven't shot the scene where I've met them for the first time. Right. Ah, okay. Uh, okay. Right. See, right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That must be oh, difficult. I mean, it must be difficult at the moment in this kind of state of flux. You know, not saying when you're going to sort of be back and when you're going to be filming it again. Whether it's going to be you know two months, three months, whatever. Well, you know, in that in that light, I'm in the same position as as most other people. I yeah, mean, I'm sure. really lucky that at least I know that I've got. A job to go and complete. True, yeah. Uh, the the challenge for me is kind of not looking three times as fat as I did in the scenes that <laughs> yeah. I've already shot. I mean, it's kind of I don't know if you guys have been doing this, but uh, I mean, I've, I've worked out a way that we can, if I get up late, uh, mm. we we can cut down to maybe five meals a day. <laughs> that's a very it's good true. point though you're going to get a lot of people coming back after filming thinking goes that fat fat oh hang on yeah this, it's going to be difficult because I think people have been piling on the pounds haven't they well the thing is also it's tricky because you know you shoot out of sequence so there are some scenes where we've shot half the scene so I mean you can't even kind of put in a disclaimer for a couple of shots of me eating eclairs yeah. and then do the rest of the show <laughs> 
<laughs> it's a good point. Fantastic. Start every episode of all these new shows with people holding up a pair of their old trousers. <laughs> yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> to show how much they've lost during filming. That would be nice. Now, I think um, you've got, you got a format as a there, you, Sorry? You've got a format there, haven't you? <laughs> I think I have. I, <laughs> yeah, I, could, probably, I yeah. could get it away at the moment. Um, <laughs> the, uh, what about the Liverpool situation? You're a big Liverpool fan. Um, how are you feeling about this? And how would you like to see the season uh, resolved? Well, I mean, ideally, I'd like to see the season completed. I mean, I think that it's an odd one because absolutely everybody's health and well-being comes first. But, uh, you know, when, when, there's, when there was such a lead, 20, 22, 25 points, mm. you know, you kind of go, it was, it was kind of a foregone conclusion. I think, it, you know, it was much tighter at the bottom of the, uh, the premiership and uh, at the top of the, um, the championships. And, you know, you'd like to see those resolved, really, because... Uh, you know, whether that means you lose a competition, one of the cup, cup competitions next year or something, it's uncharted territory, really. I mean, but, uh, uh, you know, it's a tricky one, isn't it, really? I think for 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 anyone, I mean, you know, for fans of, of other teams whose position may be changeable, uh, those ones at the bottom particularly, there's probably mid-table teams who, you know, the next nine games wouldn't make a huge amount of difference. I don't think it would make a huge amount of difference to Liverpool, really. I mean, they need six points, and uh, and I think they'd get them. Oh, they would get them, and, and yeah. also that would six points, but also the, that would require other teams to win every game. That's not going to happen, is it? Especially if they're playing three a week. So, no, we all know morally and everything. Liverpool have won it; they deserve to win it, and they should be presented with it. Well, you know, that's kind of, that's one view. I mean, obviously people have other views about it, but, uh, you know, if you take hubris and, and partisanship out of it, uh, you know, if if it was Man City or, or Chelsea with that kind of lead, I think I'd feel the same way. Um, you know, Absolutely. it's not just because it's Liverpool. I think uh, any team with that kind of lead, I think uh, probably warrants, uh, you know, the award. Yeah, I think you're probably right there. Well, Sanjeev, good to talk to you. Appreciate you joining us. Uh, you and the family, keep well, and we will hopefully see you in the studio when we're through all of this for a chat. I look forward to it. It'll just be hugs a go-go, won't it? I think it will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, take care. Definitely. You too, both of you. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Time once again for another thrilling instalment of Striker, one of three fine murder mystery novels written by Steve Bruce. In the uh, late 90s, they, that's right, the Newcastle manager, Steve Bruce. Uh, Letters for yeah. Town of the club, it revolves around. Steve Barnes is the manager. Uh, you know, read it that what you will. And um, he has been found standing over the body of his star striker with a knife in his hand. But he is pleading his innocence. I think we can give you a story so far here. The police might be reassuring and polite, but the fact remained that I'd been with Duffy earlier in the morning and I've been caught with a knife in my hand. I could imagine the pleasure that Eddie Carberry would get from this version of events. Am I under arrest? Not yet, Sergeant Woodison said, and there was menace in his voice. Your assistant, did you see him this morning? Not till after the killing, I said. But you did see Pat Duffy, Shannon said. You don't like Eddie Carberry, do you? I don't like him, I don't dislike him. Outside of the club, well, we're not friends. Now, looking at the subtext, Steve, so far, you do dislike him, Carberry. <laughs> let's be honest. No, he does. He oh, can't, he can't stand, stand him. him. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's pick up the story. Let's see how Steve is getting on uh, with the Rosers. Who do you mix with socially? Shannon was moving to the door, but it was clear that the question was not finished. These guys knew how to put a man off guard. Well, I'm a married man with two kids. That takes a lot of my leisure time. I sometimes see my old mates from United. Yes, Shannon said. You live near Mulcaster, don't you? I nodded my agreement. We need to know where you are, Shannon said. I see you have a mobile phone. I'll be at the club, on the training ground or at home. I don't plan to go anywhere else. I paused. We have a home game on Friday evening. It's on Sky. I take it I can prepare for the game. If there have been no new developments... Shannon said. Like what? Shannon shrugged his shoulders. This appears to be a murder inquiry. A lot can happen in four or five days. Julie was at the door. 
Take Mr. Shannon and Mr. Widdison to Eddie's office, I said. Eddie's gone, Julie said. Gone? Where? To the training ground. Did he say anything before he left? Shannon asked. Julie looked at me, almost seeking permission to answer truthfully. I nodded briefly. He said he had an important game to prepare for, Julie said. Anything else? I asked. She scratched her nose. She was reluctant to speak. Yes, Shannon probed. He said he was going to be busy now. Now? I queried. Now that he's caretaker manager, Julie said. Now that he's in charge at Leddesford. In charge? I shouted. We'll bloody see about that. I turned sharply. I picked up the desk phone. I dialed Carberry's mobile. It was some time before he answered. Yes, he said. He knew full well he was calling. Where the hell are you? I shouted. With the lads were working on two against two routines, how to stop the opposition from ever scoring. We're just about to leave, Eddie Carberry said. Good. Come straight back to the stadium, I commanded, and look bloody sharpish. I slammed the telephone down into its cradle. That was a mistake. Wow, there we are. Is Eddie Carberry's got his feet break the, the phone. Well, I guess so. Also, those two-on-two sessions, maybe you should get Eddie to come and do some with Newcastle to stop goals ever going in. And when this is all over, Andy, I'm going to go on a, a Steve Barnes tour. I'm going to go to Mulcaster and to Leddesford and just see what they're like as places. They sound nice, don't they? Yeah, Steve played for Mulcaster United, who were managed by Sir Alan Farkerson. Yeah, that was close. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, right. He's often called that by other managers. So um, uh, that was, of course, uh, Steve Bruce's uh, book, Striker, brought to life by Ian Danter. And just to let you know, Dance has been putting out some fine podcasts uh, every week, wherever you get your podcasts, see if you can uh, go and track them down. Ian Danter's barmy old podcast. There's some new material on there. David O'Leary sings this week. And there's a Mr. Man story with Arthur Lowe, Mr. Taxi Driver, amongst other things. But it's good oh, stuff. Brilliant. We thank Dance for doing uh, Striker for us. And go and check out his new podcast, which is available now. He was on with Drive the other day. And he was uh, doing Trevor Francis. Honestly, I, when I, first, I thought it was Trevor Francis. Yeah. They got him on to celebrate his birthday. It's so uncanny. But then, of course, he realizes it was faintly ridiculous. It wasn't <laughs> Trevor. It was Ian. <laughs> it was good. Good fun. Anything else you've noticed, Andy, very quickly? Yes, I was reading about F, the pop singer FKA Twigs. I don't yeah, know it was you great cricket. Read it. Exactly yeah. <laughs> from the pavilion. From the pavilion then <laughs> gone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, I just can't think about that. Uh, Major Charles Ingram or ex-Major Charles Ingram Arsenal. has been tipped. Exactly. Yeah. Has been tipped for I'm a celebrity. I mean, oh, for goodness sake, that's I'm definitely not watching. It's amazing, though, what that quiz will probably do for them. They'll probably will get work out of it. It's, yeah. it's quite incredible. You never know. Um, they I would have a jungle spend... quiz. You could, I think uh, the writers oh, yeah. on I'm a Celebrity would love having that jung- the jungle <laughs> quiz, true. wouldn't they? Yeah, they'd definitely enjoy Absolutely. that. Absolutely. And one final one, that's quickly. Gonna... Uh, one final one. A world record winning giant vegetable grower yeah. is using his skills to feed his entire street during the coronavirus lockdown. Kevin Forte. I think we may have spoken to him. No, there's trust house Guinness, in the dressing room. <laughs> that's the boy. Yeah. Yeah. Guinness World Records for his supersized vegetables has vowed to share his massive cabbages. It's all innuendo, isn't it? Huge carrots and three and a half stone beetroot to help feed neighbours, which is all very well and good and a lovely thing to do. But I don't know about you, but those big oversight, they're generally tasteless, those big oversight size vegetables like that but never mind old people will be it's free veg what can you say yeah that's very true the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with Quince Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like European linen premium luggage options buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands plus Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We are checking in with our old mate Mike Parry uh, in lockdown, keeping an eye on him. And this week, more than ever. And we're very pleased to say he joins us now. Good afternoon, Mike. Yeah, good afternoon, fellas, and uh, keep up the good work. You are raising the nation's spirit on a daily basis, guys. Well done. Now, Mike, before we carry on, um, uh, 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 I know our our mutual friend Claire Tomlinson from Sky was picking you up on this. I saw a picture of you Saturday night. You were (laughs) back on the fags, Mike. Back on the fags. What are you doing? You know what? I'm I'm so glad you guys have brought that up because I want to pay penance for that, okay? Here I am, locked down. You know, I'm in... I'm in my uh, penthouse in Stockbroke of Elsorry. I've got a, I've got a quite a lovely little roof garden and all that kind of stuff. But um, I weakened, and I got one of the. Um, I have a load of guys who bring me uh, takeaway food, okay, and they're all very mm. good guys. So I gave one chap forty pounds to go and get me a pack of cigarettes, and the cigarettes cost fifteen pounds. So I gave him mm. the other twenty-five pounds, wow. and then I agree, I did weaken. I smoked one cigarette. And then I rinsed the other 19 under the tap of the sink and threw them away. It was a terrible, it was a terrible weakness, but I just got to the point of, you know, I don't know how long this can go on and that sort of thing. Terrible weakness. I want to express one theory I've got, and this is not medically proven, okay? But somebody once told me if you have one cigarette a month, it opens up and expands your lungs and heart a bit, you know, as long as it's just the one. Uh, but I don't think, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't think yeah. I don't think many doctors would back that up. But I want to apologise publicly, and I don't encourage anybody to start smoking or, or keep smoking. Give it up. It, it, it's a dreadful habit. So, yes, I'm very sorry. Okay, good man. At least you saw you saw the error of your ways, even it I cost did. you forty quid for <clears throat> half a cigarette. But yeah, uh, you learned the hard way. <laughs> now on to on yeah. to happier on to happier matters. Yeah. Um, you yeah. read us a poem last week about returning to your beloved local pub, didn't you? Yes. And it's now been set to music, hasn't it? Yes, and do you know who set it to music? Mm, I did. Well, tell the listeners, yeah. Well, it's our great colleague, Joe Amphlett, okay? Yeah. Now, mm. Joe is a stalwart of TalkSport, been around, um, even though he's still a very young man, been around for a few years there and, uh, and contributed enormously. But Joe and I have had a bond for many, many years because Joe is also a devout Beatles fan. Not just right. devout, but he's, he's, he's a world Beatles expert, okay? And um, right. Joe and I have both um, been to the Hard Day's Night Hotel in Liverpool where Often people um, conventions are held and that kind of stuff. So, after the poem received international acclaim for its <laughs> Shakespearean type um, quality, yeah. uh, I spoke to Joe and said, "What do you think about this?" And within minutes, Joe came back to me with a version of a song which he put together on his own guitar. Um, he'd um, he, he'd written the the music around the song. He'd sung it and. Even better, his wonderful wife, Steph, did the backing vocals. And mm. I have to say, the outcome, quite superb. Well, I think on national radio, Brilliant. this is the world premiere. I know you've been putting out there to your followers on social media. So yeah. we're going to play. We're going to play uh, uh, well, some of the song now. So uh, remind us what the poem, what was the poem called, Mike? Did it have a title? The poem was called Ode to the English Tavern. Ode to the English Tavern. Here it is, reworked by our own Joe Amphlett. Thank you. Oh, 
an English pub, an English pub in spring. The frothing owls and casks of beer and all the joy it brings. It's tough right now through sadness and sorrow. There we are, just a flavour of uh, OTD. Uh, oh, I like English it. Where can we hear all of it? Yeah, it's, well, uh, well, fellas, um, yeah, it's good. Well, what I've done is, uh, this is another thing about self-isolation. You've got to mm. sort of learn how to improve your technology. I had no idea what YouTube was really all about before I got it. People in the Whoa. past had always done videos with me and then put But I've learned how to uh, work YouTube. So I got it, uh, Joe's put it into a video, you know, with images and pictures of the week sheet pub and all that kind of stuff. We put it up on YouTube hmm. uh, because I learned that if you put it on YouTube, you can then get a link from it, if you see what I mean, and then put it on Twitter. Otherwise, it only goes for 30 seconds on Twitter. So you'll find it, fellas, on the brand new YouTube channel called um, Life on Planet Porky on YouTube. And if you want to see the full <laughs> version, hear the full version, you are very welcome. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised Brilliant. you don't know much about YouTube because you are a star of YouTube. Quite a lot of people have said they've been getting through lockdown by watching your um, <laughs> cinnamon yeah, challenge cinnamon. every day. The cinnamon's the best. <laughs> well, the thing is, folks, <laughs> you're right. I, I have appeared on a lot of YouTube. A lot of it's been on, you know, stuff that I've done. But I've never filmed it. It's always somebody else filming it. They've always loaded it up. But the cinnamon challenge one drives me mad <laughs> because... It sort of revives itself about every, I don't know, about every three months or something. Do you know that, you won't believe this, but that um, Cinnamon Challenge video has yeah. had something approaching 300 million downloads around the world. <laughs> it's one of these, no. I, I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Blimey. It's one of the most watched videos, you know, in the English-speaking world. But the, the problem is... When I made that, I had no idea about ownership or anything like that. In fact, I don't, you can own anything on, on YouTube. And it's, it's out on so many different platforms under so many different sort of titles and recognitions. But when you have all the figures up in the end, I'm told that it goes into the hundreds of millions. So, yeah. again, I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that, that people enjoy it because in this day and age, I mean, I did my song about the pub, well, the poem and then song, because... I really do think it's one thing that everybody's missing, going to the pub. And I bet you two oh, yeah. guys have been the same as me. I bet every mm. time you speak to an old friend who's rung you up to see how you are or you ring somebody, I bet the last thing you always say is, right, the first one's on, the first one's on me when they reopen the pubs. And so far, I must have pledged the first one to at least 30 different people. So it'll keep me going <laughs> for about the first three days without sleep. Oh, good stuff. Okay. Brilliant. You, you, can fill, you can fill your own pub. I've just subscribed to your new channel, uh, channel Mike, and uh, yeah. also wanted to check out the Cinnamon Challenge, but it says on it, this video may be inappropriate for some users. I've no idea why. I don't remember it being inappropriate. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, 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 you can get the Cinnamon Challenge anywhere, I think, can't you? You know, I mean, people send it to me again all the time. And yeah. how, do you, how do you endorse a video like you would endorse somebody's book or something because people always send it to me and ask me to endorse it and send it back so i'm not sure what that's all about either you can give them a kind of emoji thumbs up or something mike oh, i don't I know yeah, that's or something like that yeah, from the book we, mate, or something like that. we did mention earlier on you'd weakened and, and had a cigarette yeah. now one of yeah. your other challenges maybe i mean good but not uh, not as well known as the cinnamon challenge when yes. i think you decided to try and smoke an entire packet of cigarettes in one <laughs> go didn't you and that, yeah. that didn't work yeah, out massively I, well if i remember right <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no that, that, that was a challenge, honestly. That, that was a challenge somebody gave me. And, and I was a lot younger then. I think I'd, I, it was still sort of post-heart collapse, so it's a stupid yeah. thing to do. Yeah. But it was, it, 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 was, it was quite funny because what you do is, the trick is, you take the top off a box of 20 cigarettes and you mm. stick all 20 filter ends into your mouth right. like you've got a big like, square rectangle in your mouth, OK? Yeah. And then... And then you, yeah, it sounds like that record, doesn't it, about when Sir Walter Raleigh discovered tobacco. What do you do now, Walt? Oh, you set fire to the leaves in your mouth, you know. Yeah. And, um, and then you slide the rest of the box off, and then what you have to try and do is, is light all 20 cigarettes at the same time. You see what I mean? Yes. And, and see how quickly you can smoke. Very stupid thing to have done. Very stupid thing to have done. <laughs> but I've done a, I have done a lot of stupid things in my life, fellas, so... 
you know, perhaps uh, as uh, as the years go by, they're catching up with me. I don't know. Uh, so, Mike, yeah, uh, they make people happy. They're fun. Yeah, they, yes. You're co- you're um, coping okay, generally, Mike, aren't you? I'm, I'm I mean, coping okay, fellas. And, and remember, I've told you that one of the great advantages of self isolation is that I can spend more time studying my journals and and come up with amazing things that I would never have known if I hadn't studied them so well. For instance, did you know that a young lady uh, in America has yeah. built a fully functioning canoe out of a mushroom? No. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. She hollowed out a mushroom and turned it into no. a canoe. <laughs> no, it's more complicated than that. This woman's a student in Nebraska, and she studies like fungi, and she realized that mushrooms are incredibly resilient. Right. So she she got the wire frame of you know something that looked like a canoe, and then she just piled mushrooms onto it, and all the mushroom fungi grew around the wire frame, and she now sails in this canoe which is made of a mushroom. It's a mushroom canoe, and it's water resistant. Yeah, I've seen, I'm looking at a picture of her now, Mike. You know you're not making it up. Yeah, there it's, you go. Uh, her, na- it's, her name it's, is Katie Ayres. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, I have. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty yeah. impressive. It's yeah. an eight foot long. It boat. sounds like it sounds like. Utter shiitake to me. <laughs> hey! And on that bombshell. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mike, we will stay safe. We'll catch up with you next week. Keep off the fags. I definitely will, fellas. Thank you very much. And keep it going, guys. There you are. are inspiration to the nation. <laughs> so there we are. Mike Parry there. Not so bad um, yourself. Are you going to tell him you can make millions from YouTube? I mean, I feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole bunch of people out there. If he's had 300 million views... Should be living in a yes, solid gold house. I've checked it. It's about half a million. Okay, you know, he's a king of, king of hyperbole, isn't he, really, Mike? <laughs> anyway, there we are. We're keeping an eye on him. We are keeping an eye on him. It's a, it's a public service we're yeah. offering you there. We're keeping an eye on an old, uh, an old chum and colleague. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Let's take you back then to the World Cup last year. We went to Cardiff. We're just giving you some, a bit of a flavour of some of the road trips we did. It was just a, it was a, a couple of days in Cardiff around the Rugby World Cup. And we took in a couple of the sites. Uh, and uh, this is how it all unfolded. We couldn't come uh, back to Cardiff without coming to the scene of triumph and tragedy from a football point of view. This this was, of course, the Millennium Stadium. We are here in the Principality Stadium as it is now. It's raining. Can they close the roof? Yeah, it takes 40 minutes, apparently. (laughs) It has just started to rain. They've got the lamps on the pitch. There'll be be a few pictures online at TSH and show you, but uh, surface is looking good. I love lamps. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, My experience of uh, this place, sadly, was back in 2002 when I came here expecting to roll Blackburn over with the mighty Spurs in a League Cup final, and uh, we got done two-one. So, uh, Andy, say so yours. You've had a win and a defeat. Yeah, you? first of two thousand and two. It's uh, it's only Ray Parlour, oh, yeah. Tim Lovejoy said yeah, famously, yeah. and uh, that was a great guy. Look at it last night. That was a great Brilliant. Goal. And uh, and two thousand and seven when we beat Arsenal, yeah. and it ended up. I've forgotten it. Ended up in. They only had nine men left on the pitch. We had ten. It was a right melee at the end of the. John Terry got carried off. It was very strange. I was standing next to this bloke. Uh, I was standing behind the goal to our right there, and. Uh, this guy, for some reason, I didn't realise what he was doing, but he, he was doing a Nazi salute. Oh, no. I know. And I was pictured next to him. And I was thinking about this. Last night. I think I was waving at somebody. And then oh, I no. thought, once if I'm on camera and people see me? That's a, cl- that's a kind of classic <laughs> Larry David moment that would have been, wasn't it? I had one other anecdote. That I, I, on 2002, we was, came down here on famille with the kids and my wife and myself. Oh, yeah. And we stayed at my wife's cousin's... Uh, flat in Cardiff this yeah. woman had a flat in Cardiff but she was Jewish very 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 religious person right okay very, everything was very separate uh, but unfortunately I made decided to make it full English I didn't realise the old bacon, bacon sausage oh, and no. everything yeah. so my wife reminded me last night we had to buy them new frying pans <laughs> afterwards <laughs> well here we are in the home dressing room at the Principality Stadium and uh, it's all the shirts are uh, hanging up ready to go of course well, I mean, what about maybe, shorts and socks well, I did <laughs> Don't worry, they're that hard. They don't worry about stuff like that or boots. But no, this is obviously they have regular tours, so this is all laid out for uh, for the regular tours of the stadium. But it's sizable, isn't it? It is. What we're saying it, it's, there's no smell of embrication, which yeah. is disappointing. Yeah, right? you, you like that. Or you, body you think they should kind of spray a bit of kind of that sort of embrication, horse oil smell in yeah, the room? Yeah, oh, I like that. That's what yeah, you can see. Dressing room, uh, dressing room completely. That's a couple of very impressive uh, baths here, of course, yeah. in the uh, home dressing room. 
And also, an interesting sign we've noticed, uh, no bangs from game, bangs from game. And it's uh, it's the boys kind of flitting between the hot and cold bath, isn't it? Yeah, one's cold, one's hot. If you've had no bangs in the game, you go too cold, too hot, too cold, too hot, too cold, that's minutes. And if you've had bangs from the game, you used to do ten minutes cold. Think, oh, that must be revolting. Yeah. And then no hot whatsoever. Yeah. But I was saying... Who plays a game of rugby and has no bangs from the game? That's not even physically possible, is it? You'll say, yeah, you probably wouldn't play in the next game, would you? Not really. (laughs) Now, we've uh, come to the Museum of Wales and uh, we entered the rock room, which we thought sensational. Mannix, you know, maybe I'll make Goldie looking chain. They may get a mention in here, stereophonics, etc. Oh, yeah, I was really looking forward to it. Possibly a lot of the vintage stuff where in the early days of Tom, Sir Tom, where unfortunately it's predominantly geology. I think we got the wrong end of the stick. We did find the oldest rock in Britain, yeah. but they've got the oldest rock in the world here, which is tremendous. <laughs> Don't try and sound interesting. We wanted to see animatronic Max Boyce. So we feel shortchanged, don't we? I know he's not rock, but I'm sure Broadley would have got in here. But, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I, I like rocks, but there comes a point, doesn't there, really? It's enough rocks. You've seen one rock, you've seen them all. Sorry to all the geology students out there. Oh, now you're talking. Things are picking up. We've come into the slate room. Where's Noddy Holder? No, no slate. Oh, slate. The Chuckle Brothers. But, yeah, it's got... Now, slate, I like rocks I'm not keen on, but all day, I'll stay all day looking at slate. Can you hear There's some noise? noises in the background. Yeah. Uh, it's not the producer in the toilet. It's actually a section they're calling Mammoth and the Steps, which is... I think they're on later with Jules Holland this evening but um, no it's brilliant they've got a kind of animatronic mammoth and baby mammoth you did well to say the word animatronic yeah that's right Anna 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 Anna. I do struggle with those prehistoric names (laughs) we came across a section here with a hyena and he's not animatronic but they put a little soundtrack on him um and uh, we quite like the laugh track, and we can maybe use it for some of the birthday spread some games. Some of my jokes would be tremendous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll keep that in mind. We'll, we'll, we'll have that. <laughs> Off it goes. Here, you said something funny there, Andy. Go on, do a gag for him. Go on. Uh, uh, hyena, sharples. Oh, I tell you, that was a cork. I always get to the old hyena sharples. Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. I think it's fair to say most of us are watching a fair bit of telly uh, at the moment. Some of it, oh, yes. uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, some of it, uh, as Martin Kellner would say, on the council TV. Some of it uh, maybe on the old streaming services and uh, guiding us through it all to tell us what's worth watching and uh, once you give a miss is our very own Mike Ward, Brighton supporting star previewer. Good afternoon, Mike. Hi, guys. Uh, you are a star previewer, but you work for the star, yeah, so it, it yes, works yeah, on two levels. Away. <laughs> now, I want to go back to, we didn't speak to you yesterday after all of our technical no. problems, but I wanted to go back to a show you mentioned on Monday night called The Restaurant That Burns Off Calories. Oh, yeah. that yes. had, uh, it was a Horizon special that had old Fred Serio, you know, mm-hmm. Fred from First Dates. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was reading today that uh, they said that a plate of fish and chips uh, meant that uh, you'd have to do 143 minutes on a rowing machine yeah. to work that off. Yeah. And if you had a calamari starter at any point, you'd have to do 43 minutes on a treadmill, and um, I thought the idea that you would finish a big plate of fish and chips and immediately jump on a rowing machine for 143 <laughs> minutes—you need, you need a bucket yeah, next to you, wouldn't you? Really? I'm not not sure, I did say on Monday. I'm not sure this is a particularly great idea, and I understand the show's had a little bit of heat subsequently, isn't it? Well, it's 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 for all sorts of reasons. I mean, yeah, because it takes an idea and, and presents it in a very literal way. Because obviously, mm. everything you eat puts on calories but you consume calories in all sorts of ways throughout a day without having to go on a on a running machine and certainly not immediately after a meal don't try that don't try that <laughs> at, at home uh, i can only assume if you go you know you should maybe maybe row to where you get your fish from and r- r- row back again and then somewhere along the way you sort of consume that calorie content in the uh, in the process i've got no idea it's uh, but it's uh, yeah, it's a, it's a weird idea. I mean, I know that you know you get food now that that tells you how many calories are in it, and that's important. Do you, you they started doing that now, have they? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the last 10 years. Oh, yeah, that's goodness it. me. They'll be yeah. putting traffic light num- symbols on the packaging next. They will be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we were we were watching Race Across the World last night, and yes. uh, there was a moment in it when one of the, I think they're, they're a married couple, I think, but she said, to win it would be the ice on the cake. <laughs> the ice on the cake. What's ice the on ice. the cake? Yes. Uh, <laughs> cake that is. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it will be. 
Who knows? Maybe yeah. that's what they were. I don't know. What do they wear? Oh, no, it's £20,000, isn't it? That's, that's quite bad. There's yeah. quite a lot of pop-up telly at the moment, Mike, isn't yes. there? The kind of people, they just think, look, we've got to let's get the show on right here. And it's good. It's good people are doing stuff like this. And even Kirsty, yeah. uh, of course, from Location, 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 as Alan Brazil famously <laughs> said in one clip <laughs> for some reason. Um, but she's doing Keep Crafting and, and Carry On. Yeah, of course, Jamie Oliver set the ball rolling with Keep Cooking and Carry On. So they thought, oh, we can take this idea a little bit further. So Kirsty also, every day, every afternoon now, she is um, uh, showing us how to make things, but stressing that, you know, we mustn't go out and get, you know. The, the, the thing she made on, uh, on Monday was a bug hotel, which contained <laughs> things like um, bits of toilet roll, and old toys that you might find in your kid's bedroom and uh, pine cones, but don't go out especially to get the pine cones. It can wait, she stressed. Yesterday, a cute <laughs> robot dog made from uh, two tin cans, one of them the sort of standard 400-gram one, the other one more kind of uh, your, sweet, your sweet corn can, um, wow. and then uh, and, and some sort of uh, ring pulls for feet, apparently. <laughs> this is bonkers. <laughs> It's bonkers. It's you would be drinking in the garden all afternoon and come and watch this with a hand over one eye. You'd wonder what the heck was going on. I'm enjoying it a lot. And, and today's uh, apparently uh, is going to be, uh, she's going to create her own luxurious body scrub, possibly out of cutlery. Uh, I've, I've no idea. But it's it's actually probably could well turn out to be the TV treat of the year. In, in, yeah. As we look back on the. Sounds on, great. Yeah. Five o'clock. Is it Channel 4? Channel 4, yes. Although just put it on Sirius Link and watch it at your leisure. Okay, we'll do my, my advice. I'm, I, I think I'll have a look at that. I'm enjoying a lot of your recommendations, Michael. Blimey. Another one was the. Okay. Well, I am. It's, <laughs> no, it's things okay. I wouldn't normally watch. That, okay. I watched that thing on BBC Four, that artist thing that you recommend. I oh, can't Bob Ross. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. To be Ross. fair, I think Paul recommended that. That was my recommendation. Oh, really? yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, give, the oppo- but it's the opposite of TikTok. You know, that TikTok is like 15 second videos and people yeah. are making a lot of them. This is completely the other end of the spectrum. It's so slow television. Yeah. It's incredible, really. And, but, uh, but enjoyable at the same but time. But it's, um, it was, it was, it's quite old, isn't it? It's, 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 oh, yes, yeah, it's, it's 80s, 80s, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of 80s. There's a lot of, you know, programs now. Notice, notice a lot of these food shows, just sort of, you know, because they're struggling, obviously, content-wise. They're digging out really, really ancient clips. I was sort of, Yesterday I watched um, Mary Berry, but it's Mary Berry... Introduced, and it was about 1984 or something or other. So wow. it's just, and they didn't tell us. Oh, by the way, this is an old clip. You just expect to see Mary Berry, and all of a sudden, you think, wow, she's had some work. Yeah, <laughs> she's had a bit done. Yeah, yeah. I think Andy. Has, the, yeah. Going back to Kirsty's Bug Hotel, I think Andy could maybe present a bug in it because um, I've been looking at him on uh, House Party here as we try, mm. and he's got what looks like a tennis racket in his hand. But um, I'm guessing it's one of those fly killers. I've no. Throughout the last hour, he's been waving. He's been working on his forehand, or he's trying to oh, kill really? a fly. It's one of those electric bug killer things a, he's got on him. It's the closest you're, he's ever going to be to holding a real tennis racket, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right yeah. about that. But I've, yeah, once no, or twice, Andy, when you th- press the button, I've heard it on air. So it because it, it isn't you know it's letting off an electronic whine, electric, much oh, like yeah, yourself. Okay, well, I better, <laughs> so I just so, <laughs> so just be careful, so Andy, stop, when you do stop that. Stop laughing, Mike Sorry. Ward. Now. Um, in, in lockdown, of course, um, we, we often turn uh, to the royal family. And tonight on ITV, um, possibly off the back of a, a, a very moving speech the other week, yeah. we've got the Queen at War. Yeah, or our Queen at oh, War. Oh, our Queen at War. I love the fact they put our Queen. You know, mm. I know it's, it's meant to be sort of very reverential, but we do know which Queen it's going to be, you know, yeah. to be perfectly honest. So, yeah, uh, when the war broke out, the Queen was not, um, well, she was Princess Elizabeth at the time. And she was only 13. Mm. So this is, I, I mean, I'll be honest, I love watching stuff like this. It's just a lot of old clips and a few uh, a, a few talking heads that pop up and all these things. Um, clips of her going about her duties. Because obviously when war broke out, you, you know, her, her life was already destined to be somewhat different from, you know, how, uh, how she initially expected it. But, you know, the six years that she spent performing her duties, you know, it's basically arguing the case that it made her the person that she became and it shaped the Queen as she became came because of the the, the, the intensity and, and the scrutiny she was under yeah. and the, the pressure she was under to perform this was. And of course, it also shows a picture of the very first time, the famous photo I've seen it a few times, of her meeting her husband-to-be. 
Oh, um, wow. So that's quite a, that's quite a touching. Okay, that's well. nine o'clock tonight. You make a good point as you talk about this that uh, we never see anything from uh, the Queen or the royal family when they make TV programs. They've made more in recent years. Pop up in these kind of embarrassing celebrity moments or be all right on the night. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Queen must have. Fantastic. She can't be a complete one-take wonder. No, she absolutely. must have outtakes. some outtakes from the the, the, the Christmas <laughs> speech. And uh, I mean, I doubt she gets sort of thing. gets or square, <laughs> yes, gets a bit sweary or something. I don't know. Oh, she well. must. She's can we can the, we just do that one again? I'm not happy. And yeah, well, I mean, it would be interesting to see the outtakes, wouldn't it? Well, uh, yeah, yeah. Although apparently, mm. apparently she does do it all in she's one take. She's one take one. Really. She is. She is one take. I don't, I don't know whether that's what they. It's not Mark called. Nicholas on the cricket. Is yeah. She is that good. She is that good. Wow. Yeah, Mike, talking of uh, the royalty, did you yeah. see this? Well, you'll know this, Mike, but Paul may not. The Daily Star is the one tabloid that Harry and Meghan are still prepared to speak to. Quite right, too. When they've said, oh, we're, not speak we're not speaking to all this with the mirror, the sun, and all this, they didn't put in the Daily Star. No. So the Daily Star have assumed that Harry and Meghan will still speak to them. Watch this space. The Mike Ward interview will be coming up very <laughs> that soon. That would be fantastic <laughs> when he goes over. He goes over to L.A. and meets them. That's uh, Mike Ward, the exclusive access into their beautiful L.A. home. It, oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere near them. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But yes, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> the, the Great British okay, Sewing good. Bee, Michael. Oh, the Great British Sewing Bee, yes, it's Joe Lycett. But it? this is the sixth series of the Great British yeah. Sewing Bee. It was Claudia Winkleman who hosted it for the first four. And it's, it's, this, you know, it's made by the same people who make Bake Off. Yeah. But when Channel 4 bought Bake Off, they didn't decide to buy the Great British Sewing Bee. Uh, so that stayed with the BBC. And it's sort of... It, it's never going to be Bake Off because yeah. for w whatever reason, you watch Bake Off, whether you are inclined to do baking or not, you sort of think that there's a part of you that thinks, oh, I could probably do that. I could throw that together or give it a go. Watching people sew yeah. just doesn't quite have that same magic. Having said that, they put Joe Lysett as, uh, you know, as the presenter for this series and the mm. previous one. He's great and he's very funny and he's got just the right balance between sort of irreverence and empathy and then you've got oh that's cool isn't it and then you've got uh, <laughs> you're quite pleased with yourself there, I'm very you? pleased I can be stopped there because it's never going it's not going to get any better than that um, and also um, yeah it's on BBC One that's the other thing yeah they moved over to BBC One so obviously you know suddenly it'll be it'll get 24 million viewers because you know nobody has to switch the remote control over yeah good um, stuff there you go well, excellent, Mike. Thank you. We will catch up with you tomorrow. Thank Have a good you, evening. Cheers, guys. Take care. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was uh, this afternoon's show. I'm certainly going to check out uh, Kirsty's show, a little craft show. It sounds bonkers. So, uh, it does sound fun. I'll, I'll watch that back later. Anyway, we will catch up with you tomorrow. Um, keep safe. Have a good evening. And thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.